como 10 minutos. Okay. Nada más que eso y de ahí viene el, el, el sendero nuevamente de unos 3, 4 metros de ancho. Welcome to another edition of Strangers Abroad. This podcast is a series of conversations with the wonderful and weird people that I met while I was backpacking throughout Latin America. These are the hitchhikers, the couch surfers, and the expats, the thrill seekers, the knowledge junkies, and volunteers, and society leaders. The people who, for one reason or another, made the decision to challenge themselves, to leave behind the comforts of home, venture out into the world, and see what happens. Here we go. Karen and I bumped paths while still working in a hostel in Costa Rica. She's hard to miss between her immeasurable height, voice, and personality to match. As boisterous as her presence is, she is attracted to the relaxed Caribbean sway that is hard to come by in frigid Minnesota. I bring her on initially to tell a regional American joke that I had never heard before. This is a little snapshot of the energy and playfulness that is bouncing out of her, and I will let it speak for itself. Our conversation was recorded during a large party, so excuse our drinking and poorly rehearsed jokes that are nevertheless endearing. Here are her jokes. Hola, would you uh, like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Karen. How do you spell Karen? C-A-R-Y-N, baby. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and where are you from? I'm from Minneapolis, you? Uh, I'm from New York. New, New York. New York. Uh, but where where are we? We're in Costa Rica right now. Oh, wow. Tropical paradise, land of Pura Vida. True, Pura Vida. Where's your um, favorite place been? In... Oh, wow. <laughs> um... This trip has been Kawita. Kawita. It's in the Caribbean. Okay. They have a lot of fish and coconut and rice and beans with coconut. Super, super delicious. Mm -hmm. People are absolutely wonderful there. Cool. And what is it? It sounds as though you've traveled to this place quite frequently. Yeah. What is it about it that makes you keep coming back? It's a Rastafarian. A Rastafarian, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's awesome. So when you're not... In beautiful tropical Costa Rica, where are you? Where are you located? In Minneapolis. And what do you do there? Uh, we tell Lena and Oli <laughs> And I, I also sell premium gourmet sausage and meatballs. Wow. You know, like that phallic penis. Yeah, that's pretty phallic, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you get a lot of pleasure out of that one. I actually um, do because I can't eat them because they're chicken, which I'm allergic to, right. so I can make fun of the product. Good. In a sense, through recipe ideas. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to ask you what your favorite type is. Or do well, you have hard, like a... I would think. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's favorite nothing, type? there's nothing better. Well, when I was living in Portland, there was this one super, like, gourmet supermarket called Sheridan's. And boy, did they have the range of the sausages. <laughs> Every shape, size, nice. color, flavor. It was amazing. Nice. So, um... My favorite one was uh, was an elk and maple sausage. Wow, that sounds delicious. Well, actually, I prefer chorizo. Why do you prefer chorizo? Because it's, it's just a homemade Costa Rican kind of sausage, mm -hmm. and they have a lot of natural spices in it. Mm -hmm. Very, very tasty at breakfast, put it in sandwiches. Right. 
One of the best things I had was in Mexico. It was a chorizo cheeseburger. Oh my God, it was one of the best burgers I've ever had. But anyways, so you told a joke the other night. Yeah. And I would love for you to retell it because you told it to, to two people, to two other Americans who, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. And neither one of us had any idea as to what you were saying <laughs> because it seems like such a, a uh, quit, like a traditional, not traditional, but such a, it's a pure Minnesotan thing. It's a, it's actually a Midwestern Scandinavian kind of thing. Oh, okay. And so it's a Lila, uh, Oli and Lena joke. <laughs> it's so funny. So, okay. So it's, it's kind of like springtime, right? Right. And you know, the roads are kind of dirty and muddy, right? And so Lena and Oli, they're in their truck and they're running, they're cruising down the road, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they get stuck in a, in a mud pit kind of mm -hmm. thing, right? Usually you kind of stomp the gas and you fly through it. Right. But you know, poor Oli, he just stopped and he couldn't figure out how to go. So Oli asked Lena, he said, Lena, will you please get out and push from the back of the car so we can get out of the mud? <laughs> Lena says, oh, Sure, Oli, no problem. Okay. Okay, ready? Lena, you ready? Says Oli, right? Okay, yes, 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 okay, hit the gas. So Oli presses the gas and, and spits up all this mud all over Lena, right? And so Lena says, Oli, Oli, stop, stop. You're, I'm getting all full of mud and you're not going anywhere. Okay, okay, let's try this again. Okay, so Oli asks Lena, she says, okay, take off your, your blouse. Okay, Oli, and put it under the tire in the back. Okay, sure, I can do this. So they put it under the back, you know, and then Oli presses the gas again, and Lena's pushing, pushing, and oh, she's getting all full of mud, right? <laughs> and so she says, wait, Oli, Oli, stop. It's not working. And then Oli's like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? We're stuck in the mud. You're getting kind of dirty there. And so, okay, take your pants off and, <laughs> and put them under the tire there and push. Okay, okay, sure. Ready? Okay, here we go. So Oli presses the gas again. And then Lena's pushing the car, pushing the car, and Oli, stop, stop, right? So then Oli stops, and Lena says, Oli, I'm, I'm just so full of mud. You come back and help me out, please. So Oli goes to the back of the car and, and says, well, Lena, you should just really take off the rest of your clothes, and we should just make love right here in the mud. Is that all you guys do in Minnesota springtime? Yeah, we tell a lot of leader only jokes because they're it's so awesome. hilarious yeah. and funny. and. Oh, no, I love them. <laughs> I think they're so... You know if there's like a place where you can read any, like all of them, or is it like a... You can you actually buy the books. They have little books. Oh, they're no They're skinny way. little books. Uh-huh. And they're called Lena and Oli, and they have like version, you know, like series one, two, three. Right. Do you know where they came from? Like clearly <sighs> Scandinavian influence, but... Just not quite that's... sure exactly where they came from, right. but it's just so goofy. Like I'll I'll be in the back seat, right, and I'll be we're driving down the road, and I'll be reading this book out loud. Yeah, little scenarios of Lena and Oli, and maybe some of their friends, right? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody in the car just starts busting out yeah. laughing, and we're all just start laughing really hard. And right. Karen, what are you laughing about? <laughs> oh, you gotta listen to this story. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for retelling oh, it for welcome. me. This has been so much fun. Oh, you're welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Lena and Oli jokes became popularized around the 1940s in the northern Midwestern states of America. They're born from the Norwegian and Swedish immigrants who landed in the U.S. and are playfully making fun of their cultural misunderstandings in their new homes and cooling tensions between the immigrants and locals. 
I loved that I had to go all the way to Costa Rica to discover these jokes that are coveted by an entire group of people who share my nationality. By meeting Karen, you can understand how these innocuous, teetering between raunchy and wholesome jokes have molded her springy light on life. I didn't get to spend too much time with her afterwards, but her laugh still vibrates within me. So here's one for the road. Oli is on his deathbed. The doctor has told him that he only has a few hours to live. He catches the scent of his favorite bars wafting through the air. With all the strength he can muster, he drags himself into the kitchen and sees a fresh pan cooling on the rack. He cuts one out and bites into the scrumptious cookie. Lena comes in, smacks his hand, and says, Shame on you, Oli. These are for after the funeral. In the next episode, we meet Sarah, who lives next door to us in San Jose, Costa Rica. We meet up with her a few months later, and whose new life on a tiny island has given her more underwater adventures and internal exploration than her hometown London ever could have. As soon as I'm under the water, I do just kind of enter into this kind of amazingly kind of like meditative state. Where, as you say, I think it, I think it's because your existence down there is so much centered around your breath in the way that you, it's not centered around that when you're above water. You know, you kind of take for granted that you're breathing. Next time on Strangers Abroad.